0: Hello, welcome back to the Drinking Liberally podcast, the show that combines good alcohol with some friendly political banter. I'm Kevin Wilson, and this week filling in in the uh, co-host chair is Dennis Skeet. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, Dennis. Welcome to the show. And we also have another guest, our man from the soundboards, Yogs. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to have you both here.
1: Yes. Always great to be on.
0: Especially a, a day after a debate where there's always some... Hot takes coming out. Oh, yeah. Uh, looking forward to getting into that with you guys. Uh, our group chat last night was getting a little feisty during, uh, <laughs> during the debate. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Yogg's, over there. <laughs> I know. I take full responsibility. <laughs> and we'll dive into all of that in a second. But uh, first, we got to talk about this new beer that we're drinking. And that is the Bruno the Baby Beer Cat from Fat Orange Cat Brewing. Uh, out of North Haven Connecticut now this is a uh, New England IPA brewed with a pretty standard combination of hops at this point mosaic galaxy and Denali hops it is a super super hazy orange pour a lot of dark in the middle and kind of lighter up top and bottom there with lots of particulates floating around in there it smells like pineapple to me I don't know about you guys it's uh, a pretty standard hazy New England IPA. It's got the citrus and tropical flavors you'd all expect, with a little malt actually to the end of it. Um, I don't think I've ever rated a beer on here before, but I'm gonna give this a uh, six out of ten. So first rated beer on the show, <laughs> rookie also, score for those who watch yeah. the pizza reviews. Uh,
1: <laughs> this I kind of agree with that. This this is pretty much IPA to its you know definition, isn't it? Like from from New England. No, it's uh, it's got it's like hops like you said. It's got that citrusy kind of flavor.
0: Yeah, New England IPAs tend to be these hazy style. Um I kind of eh, I'm I'm a little torn on it. I feel like they're kind of getting played out at this yeah. point. They're everywhere. I wish they'd mix it up a little bit more. Um but yeah, just pretty much a standard New England yeah. IPA here. Cool. I like it. Cool yeah? can too, by the way.
2: I like it. I mean, I you know, I'm I'm not going to rave and you know go crazy over it, but this is this is a good beer. this is solid,
0: yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that, and uh Yogs, you mentioned the uh, the can here. I do like again, this is a beer that I picked out because of the can, <laughs> so good on their marketing team.
1: <laughs> They're getting better and better with those aren't
0: they? yeah like, <laughs> everyone's got their own little stylized uh hand drawn like cartoonish uh, cans these days, yeah. and uh this one has an image of I assume Bruno, yeah. the titular uh, baby beer cat. <laughs> On the front of it, surrounded by empty beer cans. I think Bruno is wasted. Yeah,
1: Always good to have a mascot, too. Yeah. Helps helps (laughs) the branding.
0: So we'll post a picture of this to our our social media accounts to take a look. Uh, I would recommend this beer. I know I gave it a 6 out of 10, but yeah, I'd I'd recommend this to anyone looking to try something new. Uh, Would you guys recommend it?
2: I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. What's the uh, percentage on this?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't bring it up. It's six point eight percent. So that's pretty. Little on the stronger side. Very okay. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't taste like that though. No. no. Like there's not a strong um, alcohol taste to it. Yeah.
1: I'd give it a five and a half. Five and
0: a half. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> And it comes in a pint can, which I always respect. Uh, that's the best part about yeah. it. I love that.
1: I think everyone should do that.
0: Every every craft beer that we've had recently has been in a pint can, which is nice. I think you're um, gravitating
1: to those. I think it's just like, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah,
0: I feel like I'm getting more bang for my buck with the pint can and the twelve ounce ones. Yeah. And last
1: thing I'll say is, I love if I was an artist, I would love for like my artwork to be on a beer can. That'd be like actually pretty cool. Some people that prefer museums. Yeah. Some people prefer museums and yeah. like galleries and stuff. Put me on an IPA. Screw the Louvre. <laughs> (laughs) straight to the beer can
0: (laughs) yeah uh, this is uh, interesting brewing company I was doing some research on them uh, prior to recording Um, it's named fat orange cat they had a uh, cat that lived at their brewery named Billy and then this is named in honor of of Billy and it's a smaller brewery but it's also part of a larger collective called the 12% beer project So, it lets them kind of function as their own independent small batch brewery where they get to play around um, with, you know, different styles and beers while still being able to distribute on a large scale through this collective system. Cool. Uh, so, they have a few beers that, you know, they distribute in a much wider, you know, area. And it's actually probably how we got ours here. Yeah. Um, down in Jersey. So, Yeah, check it out uh, if you're ever up in that area of North Haven, Connecticut. The Bruno Baby Beer Cat from Fat Orange Cat Brewery. Great New England IPA to check out. All right, gentlemen. You ready to talk about some of the the big topics of the past week? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where to start. (laughs) Yeah, so much has gone on. Uh, We'll start with the debate because that's most recent. Uh, We're recording this on Wednesday. It's uh, a little fresh in our minds. We all watched it live. We were live texting back and forth in a a group chat between the three of us here and our uh, co-host Jeff, who's unfortunately not able to be here with us and Give us his mayor Pete hot takes <laughs> yeah uh, um, we could use them too yeah I'll, I'll try and play Dennis Devil's you got to be the mayor Pete rope now <laughs> nope now you're saying no let's just jump <laughs> into it yeah. you're saying nope Dennis yeah. and now you you were a Buddha judge boy for yeah. a while one I, half what, what's happened
2: um I've uh, no longer I handed in my membership card officially wow handed that over to Jeff he was not happy he collects them <laughs> yeah he, you know, he collects them he, you he had a had t-shirt though
0: yeah, what do you do with the T-shirt? I
2: still have the T-shirt. I might have to give that to Jeff too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what what changed your mind was was it last night's debate or was no, it prior to that? No,
2: this is prior. I just uh, I'm I, I I still like him. I, you know, I, I don't. It's not like I think he's terrible. Um, a lot of respect for him. I'm questioning some of his. I'm questioning how genuine he is. Mm. Um. Been I've been actually doing a lot of research, looking into uh, you know South Bend and what's been going on there, and you know it's like when there's smoke, there's probably fire. Sure, and and just just a lot of stuff I've been reading from South Bend, and I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm I'm worried. You, well,
0: you brought up uh the the term genuine, and that's something that I don't feel Pete is. And that actually I'm flip flopping on this because when he first kind of came on the scene, I think I was even on this pod, I was like singing his praises, like the future of the democratic party. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, recently he really, to me listening to him, he just comes off as a, like, here's a robot we made in a lab (laughs) and we focus group dancers, And here's the ones that we think (laughs) will be most appealing. And he, says these things you know in interviews and on the debate stage but it just comes off as very forced to me like he doesn't truly believe it yeah and i might be entirely wrong we both might be wrong yeah jeff certainly thinks we are
2: yeah i don't i don't know if that's the case i just one of the big things that that i liked about him is that he answered every question right right there were so many candidates that that would dodge and and kind of say like oh well i have to think about that and this and that and he answered questions and he had a he had a Thought out answer for just about every question, and that was one of the big things that I liked. It's like someone has an opinion, and I may not agree with it, but they have an opinion, and I you know, I can respect that. But um, but but recently I just I just feel like, like you said, I think a lot of this stuff's rehearsed, and um, I'm just yeah, I'm not sure, you know, if it's totally genuine. So,
1: and you know, I read that I read an article uh, recently that was uh, kind of pinpointing about how all these mayors right from other towns. In areas that you wouldn't think, you know, like small states like South Dakota and, you know, the mid, other parts of the Midwest that have cities that you would think are small but are bigger than South Bend. Mm-hmm. And yet those mayors that's kind of I don't want to use the word jealousy, but they were, they're kind of envious of the fact that he can come out of nowhere and be yeah. mayor of a town that's smaller than theirs and they're like, well, I should be, you know, I can gain trust. So I'm right. building up these guys. But one thing I'll say about Pete is the reason we know him is all him, right? Because everything someone else has done, there's experience involved. That guy's a senator. This guy's got a track record. This guy's got this. Like I said, South Bend is
0: is tiny. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's credit to be had there. Uh, I totally right. give Pete credit for making a name for himself on a national stage. Exactly.
1: Yep. But that's where I tie in also – what Dennis is talking about. Now you got to think about all that because everything is just what you're saying in the image you're projecting. Right. I, the little things that have come out of that town aren't necessarily positive. Right. So you would figure if you if you did come from a small town like that, everything's glowing. Like, oh, this town's perfect. Yeah. It's Mayberry from, you know. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So, but, but it's not and that's not necessarily an indictment on it but the fact is now you're just going on your words and all this. Now that stuff kinda starts kicking in a little bit. Yeah. You watch people like Bernie and Warren and, and Biden even and all that, you're like, okay, they've been around and they and I when they say something, it's I know it's coming from a lot of years of all this. Pete is very bright, he's sharp, I respect his military background, yeah. all that stuff. And, and one thing I do give him credit for also is is you almost have put his sexuality to the side, which is something that couldn't have been done years ago. Like yeah. He does a good job of that. Like When you look at him, it's not always about, oh, he's the first gay presidential candidate, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think Dennis got the main part of it right. There's something it, – it's a lot about – it can't all just be that. It can't just be you, you know? Like it's Obama kind of level – what's the word I'm looking for here? Like – Charisma, yeah. right? Charisma, yeah, yeah. but without the track record of being a U.S. state senator, as Congress, a senator from Illinois. So
0: experience is a huge problem for you. Yeah, and I think it's or com- lack thereof. I it's
1: think. coming out now because it's not matching the rhetoric. Now is just.
2: Like, so one of the things, like, I, and I don't want to stay on this too long, but like, look at like Cory Booker, right? Mm-hmm. Cory Booker, mayor of Newark, right? Newark is not like any kind of like utopia or anything like that. A lot of issues in Newark, but like. You can pretty much, for the most part, people say, like, he did a good job from the time he was there. He brought, like, a lot of, like, businesses and everything in. There are people that criticized him for stuff. But, like, generally, like, he left um, Newark better than, than when he came in. And generally, people are, like, happy with the job he did. Right. And you look at South Bend, which is way smaller and has, like, way less problems overall and there's, like, a large segment of, like, the population there, and especially the, the African-American community, that are just, like, we don't like this guy at all. And here are all the reasons why. And there's, like, a long list. And it, I don't know, man, it's, it's. I think it's become too much. And I've, I've seen a lot of stuff that people have said that he has not been truthful mm-hmm. about, um, about his experience mm-hmm. there, and... I, have, I don't know.
0: Lest this become a a bash Pete right. uh, podcast, but uh, I have a problem with a couple of his stories about his time working at like McKinsey. Right, that's where true. depending on who he's talking to and I I I get this and how why he does this, but depending on who he's talking to, he was either making multi-million dollar decisions and informing the direction of companies or he was low man on yeah. the totem pole. It's sort of yeah. secrecy about that all right, say, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. depending on the needs for that particular conversation, his responsibilities at this company shift drastically. And I understand why he's doing that because you don't want to say, "Hey, I was the guy that told the Blue Cross you need to lay off all these workers right. in Middle America." Right. Yeah. Um, so I get that, but it is still yeah. dishonest and I count that as a knock against him
1: yeah and I'll I'll add one quick thing too about the political aspect of it I think politically the situation he's in is a little weird because he tried to he tried to make the move the move is all right I'm gonna get aggressive he saw into a bunch of debates he started attacking a couple of people he started making that move but it's showing in that he's not gaining that traction that I'm gonna say wow Pete can win a couple of primaries he's getting a lot of money though which is yeah which is great but everyone thinks oh money's great money if it doesn't translate to new voters right i don't know what you're gaining out of that too so i'm starting to see him kind of stay i don't know if you guys agree with this he's staying in that fourth place like it's it's basically we have the big three right now right and then there's pete who's got that and then
0: everybody else but i feel like pete's just in that fourth right consistently yeah yeah uh so again before we make this entire like pete based podcast uh i will say this i actually thought he had a really good debate yesterday well that's what he's gonna (laughs) do i know based on everything we just said you wouldn't get that impression but i thought he was actually one of the best because that's anytime he's able to highlight his personality and he's able to speak that's his strength because that's what he does well all right so let's talk about everybody else let's uh Let's just go around the table. We'll start with you, Yogg's. Who is the winner of the debate?
1: I thought Warren got a lot of her mojo back. Okay. And she's been slipping a little bit. Uh, the problem is that she – and she knows it's a problem. That's why it's become this little fight that we're, you know that's made national news now, her versus Bernie. They had the same supporters, basically, and they're both taking from the same you know area. And it's gotten to the boiling point now where we have the primaries coming up and it's come to a head and it's going to be like, all right, we both can't be in this together. And that friendship that you saw for so long, oh, you know, I love Bernie's my mentor, all this stuff. It's finally come to a head. The media's picked up on it. It's become a, a whole thing. But put that to the side, I thought Warren's performance overall
0: was very strong. Now, before we get your pick, Dennis... Yags, do you think that it really is like a perfect circle, the voters there? Or is there like more of a Venn diagram going on here? Because I think Warren is in a better spot to pick up a Biden or Buttigieg voter than Bernie is.
1: Correct. But the base of what she's got is people that think like that are supporting Bernie and supporting her. So you have those two and there's that it is like you're right it's kind of like a venn diagram in that sense she can pick up a biden supporter and a and a pete supporter but i don't think she's got the frequency to do that because she does have a lot of these policies that people consider you know too far w- left too far left yeah. but when you have to beat a biden and a pete you need bernie out you need all those all those people have to support one person yeah and Right now, the way it was going in the last week was Bernie is just gaining; he's getting stronger and stronger. Sure. And we've talked about this on previous pods. Every time I think Bernie's dead, nope. you can't yep. kill him. He's a Bernie. survivor. You cannot, you take cannot take him out. You just cannot take him out. It's almost become. I mean, we'll talk about this in a minute, but I actually think he he's going to win the nomination. That's I, I believe it now. But I think that's where the difference is there. So okay, I think she did a good job though of kind of whole, of she hurt Bernie yesterday. I really believe yeah. that.
0: And I want to put a pin in the whole Bernie Warren beef. We'll talk about that after, but mm-hmm. first I want to um, get your opinion here, Dennis. Who is the winner in your mind? Uh,
2: I think I think it has to be Warren. I pick that mostly because she's got the sound bite that everyone's been hearing on yep. repeat over and over and over about a woman being, um, you know, able to win and and have you know the women on that stage having been undefeated. And I thought it was kind of funny how like Klobuchar had to jump in and like say like oh yes yes that's right that's right because <laughs> she couldn't be left out of that, <laughs> but um, but no I think I think that uh, sadly in a way you know like that soundbite is so big and that's I, I must have heard that like seven or eight times today, listening to different like news reports and podcasts mm-hmm. and I and I think because of that alone I think you you got to give it to Warren
0: okay well for the sake of being contrarian I'm gonna. I'm going to choose uh, Joe Biden as the winner. He was second on my list. Um, and I actually, my number one on this would be Warren. I do agree with both of you there. But I'm going to say Joe Biden also walked away a winner here because he just kind of got to coast. Yep, <laughs> He didn't really have months. to do... Yeah, He's leading the polls in most states, um, in the early caucus states, um, and just really didn't get severely challenged at all. Nope. So he just got to you know say his piece whatever he had rehearsed and that was it yeah so uh, i i think he's got to be chalking yeah. that up as a win yeah Absolutely. i've noticed
1: the things they attack him with are things that they attacked him in previous debates so it's like a he's prepared for it now, yeah. he's been defending himself for like a few months mm-hmm. and i think people have tuned that out now it's not a. it's a, they're not hitting him with anything new now nope. you know what i mean it's all like things we'd heard about and all that yeah yeah, yeah. he's 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 doing solid he's Again, I would say Warren,
2: because of that sound soundbite, but yeah. the real winner is Biden, because he's coasting. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, we think back, remember those debates that Cory Booker
0: won and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, right, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like the, Biden might have getting... really won all those, because yeah. he's coasting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then I think we don't need to go around the table for losers on this. I, I feel like Amy Kolbuchar came off worst in it. And I thought she had a good debate, but she had a couple hiccups, I think, really just... Really? Yeah, you didn't think so?
2: I thought I thought she did okay.
0: I'm not give I'm not giving her an F rating yeah. on this, but I think out of everyone on that stage, maybe Tom Steyer is like even with her.
1: What did you think of Steyer? Better than I thought he would be because this is presentation to the world, kind of in
0: a way. Yeah, right? just, yeah. He, just, he got to speak um, yeah. a couple times, um, rightfully so. Not as much as the other candidates, yep. uh, the ones that didn't buy their way into it. Uh, but, <laughs> Bloomberg, we'll
1: see you at the next one, maybe. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just thought, I like Amy Kobachar a lot. One of you, maybe it was you, Yags, had said in our text chain last night while watching this that there's a chance that maybe she does see a surge later on, and you know her, her folksy way of going about things yeah. resonates with people. And I honestly, and I'm a Warren supporter, but I feel like Kobachar's version of folksy Comes off more true to me than Warren's version of Folksy. Yeah. Right? Mm. So I could see people in the Midwest voting for her. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. I, but, but I not. think at the end of the day, she just wasn't at the same level as everybody else on that stage, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Th-
2: I, think she, I think she did a good job. I just don't think she like, won anyone over. Yeah. Like I don't think she really, really improved her position. I mm-hmm. think, but I think she like she like if she was the front runner, then I would say like oh she had a good debate because she like didn't like hurt herself or whatever. But like she didn't do anything to get any extra voters. I don't think. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think her and Pete were in that boat where they needed to get us some extra voters. Yeah, because I mean we're getting yeah. real close to yeah. New Hampshire now, and I, I, I don't know if Pete did or not. That's I mean he did come across well, but I don't think Amy did it at all. I agree with you. I don't think I don't think I think Pete did good, but I don't think he. I don't think he won any new
2: people in this debate yeah that's a fair take and then for Steyer I, I would say he's a loser because he had his big stage and I don't I don't think he made the most of it no. and
0: he weirdly a couple of times used the time that it was given to just say that he agrees with one yeah. of the other candidates exactly. on stage. <laughs> and in my mind I'm like, okay, well if you think they're so great, why aren't you campaigning for them right. instead? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. How yeah. are you different from them? And Tell I, me that. I
2: really like Steyer. Like I, I really like this guy. Like I, I, I wrote him off as another kind of Bloomberg billionaire who doesn't deserve to be up there because he just bought his uh, his way in. But I like started looking into his background and I I really have a lot of respect for him. But again, if you're going to spend half or more than half of your time just saying, yeah, plus one to everyone, what everyone right. else said, you're not making a
1: case yeah. and you don't belong up there. Yeah. And it's late for him. Now. I mean, you can't get involved like a month before this. I mean, it's yeah. it, maybe we saw him last summer. You know, you could have had the time to build. I don't know. But
0: yeah. So Dennis, you said you were doing a lot of research on Steyer and you're the one that actually kind of turned me on to this. And I wasn't aware of kind of work that he had been doing. Mm-hmm and where he had been putting money. So I do want to actually give him credit because he has been funneling a lot of money into like voter registration drives yeah, and things oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, And that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. So I think that definitely deserves credit. And, um, and,
2: and not only that, like he's, he's not only just, it's not like he's just sitting back saying, Hey, here's a bunch of money for you guys to go and register voters. He's been like running those organizations. Yeah. Like he's been leading those organizations, not just funding them and leading them, not just, Giving money and saying, "Oh yeah, you do that. That's good."
0: Yeah, this is a tax write-off for me. Just right. <laughs> he's been
2: actually running those running those groups. He's been he's been fighting for those things. And and like he said, he he's been he brought up the wealth tax before Warren yeah. mentioned the wealth tax. Like it's six true. months before Warren mentioned wealth tax, he wrote an op-ed. Yeah. I'm not sure what paper it was talking about the wealth tax. So he's this guy's no joke. Like he's a serious person who has like ideas that people have been taking from. Um, before before Warren came out for you know impeaching Trump, he was talking pushing for impeaching Trump. Yeah, like he's he's the real deal. It's just, I yeah, I agree. I think it's too late. And also, if if you're gonna, he's not a good enough politicians. Yeah, be yeah, that's it.
1: He's not good. Of, yeah, he's yeah. not good of politicians. As you, what Dennis talked about, you saw at the end of the debate though the way people treated him. Like you look at the respect that Warren and and Biden and they all gave him. It mm. shows that that yeah. people people have taken notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's legit. All
0: right. Do we want to wade into this quagmire of the Bernie Warren beef? Let's do it. We'll do it quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it qu- I just think it's, yeah, we, it's so much attention we have to, but it's it's so stupid. Yeah.
1: It just, it's, this is the kind of shit that happens to Democrats. I mean, it's bottom line. Absolutely.
0: All right. So if you've been lucky enough to avoid social media and the the followers of both campaigns here. Uh, so there's a story that apparently a couple years ago, um, Bernie Sanders told Elizabeth Warren that a woman couldn't be president. Uh, Bernie has denied it. Yesterday, he denied it on stage when he was asked about it. Warren wasn't pushed on the issue, which I thought was very weird on the moderator's parts. They could have literally just said, well, Bernie says he didn't say it, so then are you lying? That should have been the next question. Yeah. And And because one of you is lying. Yeah. Or maybe there is an innocuous explanation where he said something along the lines of a woman will have a hard time running against Donald Trump. And she took it as him saying a woman couldn't win. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after retelling up. this story over and over, it's become embellished to the point where a campaign staffer heard some version of it and then leaked it out. I just, it's such a weird I have a question. situation. Yeah.
2: I'm sorry. I have a question. Cause I've heard some of this stuff, but I don't really know all the details because I, I keep on hearing about these staffers. Yeah. So were the two of them in the room talking to each other and someone else was there and they reported it? Or yeah. were they or was Bernie talking to someone else? No, he was talking to her. Told the, Warren?
0: the story was it was Bernie and Warren talking directly to each other yes. with a couple of staffers in the room. Correct. Wow. That's it. Yeah. OK. And, and And she said, I
1: mean, she didn't what you just talked about she didn't go she just been no he told me that and yeah. didn't give any other thing but you know what i want to compare this to and i think you like this
0: okay this is kind of like game of thrones oh god because which season the good ones because if it's eight i don't want to hear it yeah
1: the good ones i love this one. i can't wait <laughs> uh i talked about before how this was going to come to a head right they're friends in real life and we know that mm-hmm. and i'm sure you know Warren has learned a lot from Bernie, all this kind of stuff. Very similar ideas and a lot of stuff. And what's irony is they're way more alike than they are different. Right. And they're fighting, which is crazy. Warren realized on that stage last night, because she had an opportunity, right? Not to and I think you're right, she could have just brushed this aside and said, I don't want to talk about this. This is whatever. She answered the question and contradicted him. Now Bernie looks like a liar in front of the national audience. Right. That was her moment where she said, I can now turn on, I have to turn on Bernie. Yeah. And, and and did the whole thing where it was like I will now stray. And now this is happening because he's not he, I don't know what he expects me to say, not to say, but I'm going to say it. He contradicted him to his face. And yeah. that is like a that's like a stab in the I, I don't want to call it a backstab, but it's something that could have been handled more. Bernie o- supporters course. are
0: calling it a backstab. Uh oh, on the on the far <laughs> left uh social media platforms. This is a unforgivable offense right. for a lot of people. <laughs> and uh, it's been insane, well- <laughs> the vitriol going back and forth between the two groups.
1: So now my question to you guys, do you think that it was a good political move? For who? For, for Warren. Warren?
0: On the stage last night, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, we'll never know at this point. Maybe someone will come out with the truth. I doubt Elizabeth Warren purposely leaked this story out because it's probably the last thing she wants to be talking about. Agree with that. Po- yeah. That's a
1: stupid thing she'd want out there. I, don't, I'm, I don't agree with yeah, that. Yeah,
0: so if it's leaked, I'm sure it was a staffer that did it and was not at her direction. It just doesn't seem like it makes sense. Right. Uh, but I think she was able to capitalize on it yesterday. Now, I do see a lot of Bernie people saying, well, that's it. She steps in the back. I'll never vote for her. And to them, I'd say, if she's the nominee, you fucking better.
1: Well, yeah, right. Because yeah. it's either Warren or Trump then. We, we are Bernie supporters. You always got to worry about uh, that, that I, kind of stuff. Issues. I can't imagine. Like,
0: and I'm hoping <sighs> that most of what I see is this is bots echoing this and yeah. amplifying messages like that. Oh, I hope so too. But there are some checkmark people that I follow that I respect who are taking this very seriously. Well, they blackballed and, Hillary. And it just makes me feel like... You're being a child. Yeah. I got a question
2: for you guys. Yeah. And, and this is how I usually address these things, even though, again, we shouldn't dive too much into this. But if I'm Warren, I and I've decided to make up this story or, you know, change the truth of what really happened and, and make it to it favors me this way. What she gets out of this is she gets to, like, create this story and then have this moment on the debate. Right. Um, where she gets to say, like, oh, he didn't think a woman could win, but and then she has her prepared, you know, we've been undefeated, that kind of thing. Yep. So there's an argument that says maybe this was all calculated by her. Yep. Maybe. But for me personally, I find it a lot easier to believe that Bernie said this and is terrified to admit it.
1: That's definitely it, because Bernie's not wrong, and I'll take the heat for it. I don't think w- I've said it in this podcast before.
0: I'm sending all the hate mail to you directly. Send it all to me. <laughs> I don't think a woman can win this election, but
1: I had the caveat: is because of Donald Trump. I don't think a woman cannot win a presidential election, but I think that's what you said before. I think you think a woman
0: is. can be president, but she cannot beat Donald Trump. Correct. That's where you're coming down. Right. That's and what I, and, I'm coming. If down anything,
2: from. If Bernie said yeah. anything, chances are that's that's what he probably meant. what he
0: said. Yeah, and
2: and quite honestly, everyone, he's probably not wrong
1: like no if,
2: if if i think
1: there's a lot of sexism out there there's yeah. a lot of voters swing voters people who are you know working different industries and this and that that are block voters that will not vote for a woman and probably a gay man too to be honest if we're going to th- throw true. that in there Very right true. and it's an indictment on society it's actually a black mark on our yeah on our country but we've yeah. seen these black marks in our country now for Years now, we've seen it with all the different social things that are going on. I think though that Bernie and Warren, though, are very progressive, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing they have in common, and they both fight for the same things. But you're seeing now what politics can do this. I said very, very early on, I wish Bernie didn't even run. I think we all agree with that. Bernie should not be running. He's old, he's up there in age. I get it. It worked out for him because he can win the nomination now. I don't put it past him, and maybe it's that, hey, if I can win it, I got to take it. But he's doing harm to me, to the party, because, A, his voters are very sy- sycophant, That's right, like you said. They're, they get very triggered, and something like this will cause a problem where maybe they don't vote for the nominee and things like that. And I just think it adds a div- – I feel like if he wasn't in it, we'd have a fair race where I think Warren could probably maybe beat Biden straight up based on the policies, based on the... Now, maybe. I don't know if she would or not, right? But think about this. But she's got Bernie there who's very similar to what she does. They're fighting all these things. They're both Medicare for all people. It's one of those things that it's created like issues now. And I don't know what... I I don't know. I really hope that what you said doesn't happen because that's a disaster. So
0: let's not forget how the primaries went in previous years though in previous elections and i know th- this is all amplified in the trump era because we're all so much looking forward to a unified party that can just take down donald trump in yeah. 2020 so every little divide i think becomes this like chasm mm-hmm. yeah um but do you remember the primaries between obama and clinton
1: Oh yeah, they, they were, were
0: vicious at times. Yes, they, they were got really nasty. Yeah, they were really nasty to each other. No, they
1: were super nasty.
0: And I don't think this comes close. No, to but it. it's treated worse if you think about it. And the
1: reason why is because in those days it didn't matter because you we were going to face a Republican nominee, be it like McCain or or Romney or whoever it was. And it wasn't this kind of atmosphere right now where it was like you have to win this election. Yeah, it was oh that's great, and we could all vote our conscience. We could vote for oh, I vote, I'm going to vote for this person. I'm going to vote for that person. The thing is, we can do that now, and that's totally fine. But the problem is these things are magnified, right? Because we have an opponent that we have to defeat no matter what, right? right? And these things create fractures in the party that leads to one thing. And this is is the only thing I want to say about this because it's the most important part. I firmly believe we need a nominee sorted out by no later than March. We can't have something drag into July into the into the convention because whoever this nominee is needs to have the power that he does that they're fighting we're fighting one enemy from February to November, and that's it. We're not having distractions well, this person, that person and I think if if, if Biden if Biden does what he does and goes and just wins, that will happen, and it'll be Biden versus Trump for the entire calendar year. People can get behind it, whether they like him or not, this and that yep. The Bernie Warren thing though, I feel could lead to a fracture where you have a, you have a fight now going on into like spring. We still don't know who the nominee is. There's Democrats fighting amongst each, each other cuz these stories will just keep going on the longer the race goes, right? right. The like media we, would loves it. Oh, the media loves,
2: loves it. it. They would love if this is the narrative for the next
1: 4 months. Yep. Yep. Meanwhile, love it. who's gaining by that, yep. right? Trump cuz he's sitting back and he's just mocking everybody in the in the thing doing his his supporters are, you know, just behind him.
0: So I agree with you on all of those points. To play devil's advocate, though, mm-hmm. would getting an early nominee give Trump a lot of time and Republicans a lot of time to chip away at that person and focus all their energy on that candidate?
1: No, because I think they are not afraid of many Democrat, Democratic candidates. They're not afraid of Warren, I believe. They're a little afraid of Bernie, believe it or not. I've read this. In, I've they read are. this in a lot of circles. They're afraid of Bernie. We already know they're afraid of Biden. They try to get him arrested. You sure. Know? Yeah, we already know their fear of that. Um, no, because I think they're only afraid of two or three candidates. Yeah. Okay. I think they're only worried about Bernie and Biden. Yeah. I think I think I think um, Trump would
2: love to run against a woman. I think that would make yeah. his day to no end, and 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 Pete for that matter. Anything he can he can drive a social wedge you know, like women yeah. or a gay man yeah. uh, into the whole thing, I think he would actually... He would Fake absolutely. masculinity. That's right. his biggest strength. He yeah. loves he it. Would, he go would go there. Love Fake masculinity.
1: So much. And it's the guy that's on the verge that kind of like, maybe he has some doubt about him. I don't love this pa, I don't love this. Mm-hmm. But um, I love the fact that he's just like, yeah. I'm a tough guy. Yeah. Look at the way he is. This woman, she doesn't know what right. toughness is. The that's idea
0: that just like, the image in my head that just popped up of a potential like, Trump first Pete debate and I don't think Trump will even show up to the debates, but if Pete was the nominee, just the, the wink wink nudge nudging yep. that Trump would be doing yep. just disgusts me to yeah. my core. Yeah.
1: yeah. And he would ageism him reverse ageism here, which is wild to me too, because yeah. Trump right. is in his late seventies. Yeah. But he's gonna act like 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 Pete's yeah. some kid. Yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. Uh. yeah and, and, and like
2: Pete made that comment about, you know, how he, you know, fought and Trump had like bone spurs and got out of fighting right. and that sounds good on a Democratic debate stage I guarantee you that does not work in a general election yeah. Trump Trump will will I guarantee he'll win that battle the like, same thing we tried that with with Kerry yeah like oh we've got Kerry he, like, he served in the military and they they destroyed yeah, the with people just yeah they him. murdered him with that oh, and yeah. I guarantee you it will not matter one yeah. bit that he served
1: in the military,
2: he will he will tear his his military experience apart.
1: Oh. He will not give a damn about that. No, he'll do all that. And I also I think Bernie should have come clean. Now I think about it. If well, hit, that, if listen, hit, if that's it,
0: also assuming that the story is true as reported. It's going to come off as true now because she did said it. Yeah. So now it's a he yeah, said there she said. Is, is there not a chance that Warren lied? Possibly, but people aren't going to take it that way, are yeah, they? Yeah, there know?
2: is. But I I just think I, I, I don't think, think it's people take it that believable way. that Bernie's. Trying to like not be embarrassed Yeah Yeah
1: but I think I, I think it just makes
2: more sense I, mean, I, I think he made a tactical If and he the perception says, matters
1: If he says Listen I want to clear this up right now This was in 2016 We just had this issue We had this pro, You know we had this guy win Misogynist All that I made a comment Because I believed it at the time Even if I don't believe it now It's right. something I said Right It would have been maybe over no? Yeah I mean
2: Because again you've got the visual that I saw just on loop on like every site of Warren walking up to Bernie, Bernie going to shake her hand, and her not extending her hand and like, yeah, visually like saying something and like, like him. lecturing yeah. him. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: And, and Tom Steyer said something was going on,
0: yeah. right? And Which and makes it, it look like it yeah. gives credence to her version Absolutely. of events where she's like, How dare you, right? Exactly, like because lie right there because
2: if, if he was in the right and she just made this up. Why would he be like Oh hey Let me shake your hand And blah 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 Like he yeah. would probably Be a little annoyed She was clearly Not happy Yeah And yeah. so Again Everything eh. looks like He's the one who's Not necessarily Maybe maybe lying But but yeah. Or maybe just like Should've Not fully Yeah. Being forward with what he said,
1: and I don't think he could poach your voters now because I think they're now they're stronger on Warren. Because one thing they could do is you can't poach a Bernie voter. There's nothing you can do. Right. They, they've been around no. for five years. Ride now and, or die, and they will not. Maybe <laughs> she poached a few here and there. Like oh, I got a couple that are like oh, I'm over Bernie now. I want I want to go for Warren. There will not be a, Bur- a Warren supporter now who's like I'm going to vote for Bernie. He hurt himself there because they kind of I mean, had i I'll thing.
0: vote for Bernie if he's the nominee. Oh no, I'm not tar- Yeah, <laughs> so we'll all do that. I'm blue saying blue, no matter who. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying primary wise. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, let's move off that. I love how our uh, our brief debate debrief uh, <laughs> turned into a half hour affair. <laughs> let's be honest, more
1: more like. More fun to talk about than uh, Les Parnas and like yeah.
0: Yovanovich and the Ukrainian ambassador. They're, because there's some horrifying stuff going on in that world. So let's jump into it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in impeachment world. It's going to include a few sub stories here. But as we're recording this, the House is marching over physical articles of impeachment to the Senate. That's apparently part of the process. I was not aware of. It used to be televised, but... um, Um, It seems overly dramatic to me. We have email. (laughs) but We have UPS. Yeah. So, yeah, you could have courier service that across (laughs) the Capitol. But they're delivering these articles of impeachment to the Senate. Apparently, the Senate's not going to accept them until tomorrow. Whatever. At the end of the day, we're getting this trial because it sounds like Mitch McConnell and Republicans in the Senate don't have the votes to just outright dismiss it. And we'll get to in a minute as to why dismissing it right now looks a lot worse than if it was dismissed a few weeks ago. Um, So let's jump into the first question I have about these articles of impeachment. Jeff and I talked about this briefly last week, but I want to get everyone's opinions here. Was holding these articles of impeachment in the House the right move for Nancy Pelosi and House Democrats. Dennis?
2: Absolutely, yes. I think people that are saying that she lost this battle or she got outplayed by Mitch McConnell, I think we all knew what Mitch McConnell was going to do from jump. He was going to make sure that yeah. this didn't, like like he wasn't going to cave into anything. Mm-hmm. But, not, and, and again, she said, I'm withholding these articles of impeachment." Impeachment in like In like the holiday season Like nothing was going to happen anyway most likely No So instead of the narrative just being Okay we're waiting until January For this thing to move next The whole break The conversation was What's going to happen The Democrats are trying to force there to be witnesses They want a fair trial Like totally changed the narrative I think she did everything she needed to do um, You know I I get the only thing I will add to that is there were some Democrats that came out, including like Feinstein, who I have a lot of respect for, who came out saying like, you know, we need these articles just sent over and, you know, we shouldn't wait any longer. I'm Mm. not a big fan of that. I don't know why they didn't just talk to Nancy. close ranks. And not like publicly come out and say that. I don't think that was necessary. So I have a problem with that. But I think her strategy were great. Again, she couldn't have foreseen everything that happened, but um, we got more information. We got the um, Bolton stuff that came out. Uh, we just now got this more stuff from Parnas. Like, I, I, I think she probably accomplished more than she probably expected from holding these things. Yeah, sure. and I,
1: I think you made a good point about the Senate Democrats because a lot of them... Manchin, I don't know if I count him as a Democrat anymore, even, but a couple other, you know what? They went out and kind of got antsy about it. I don't know where they were coming from with that angle. Maybe they had constituents or something. Yeah. I don't Doing know. Doing his
0: job, I guess. So. Sure. <laughs> but how
1: dare all of us doubt Nancy Pelosi's like intellect? Because
0: when people, when I read
1: articles that said, she, blow, she tried to play with Mitch McConnell, and he like shut it down. Like, What do you think? She thought that McConnell would ever back off because he yeah, – no. She's not stupid. She's not stupid. She knows he has the votes. He has 51 votes. McConnell has 51 votes at all times because he's got Susan Collins under whatever spell she's on, yeah. and he's got Corey Gardner from Colorado, and he's got a bunch of the other guys on a whip, and they can't stray. So he's always going to have 51. That's fine. She knew that. She knew that if this was handed over before New Year's first – New Year's first. Sorry about that. Edit that, Kevin. If this was handed over... Keeping it in. <laughs> dice. <read> it. <laughs> if this was handed over before January 1st, it would have been gone. It would have been done before then. It would have been like, the message would have been, we can't have 2020 start on this kind of note. Yeah. This is you know ridiculous. They would have been able to pass the resolution that just completely dismisses this yeah. and had a thing about it because people, let's be honest, wouldn't have been worried about it at that time. It probably would have been effective, I think. Yeah. yeah. Very effective. Yeah. yeah. And... I I had thought that at the same time because the movement was going towards a lot of Republicans had momentum after the vote to say it was fraudulent, all this and that, where McConnell could have picked up that football and been like, there it is, let's go. Yep, this is garbage. It's over. The, the, over. She put the brakes on that, let Trump simmer in the almond peach stew for about three weeks, <laughs> which is amazing. And I love and I love that she twisted that knife again today where she said, You're still impeached for yeah, life. Don't for ever life. forget that. Amazing. And and now I think Maybe, maybe she had inside information that she knew, like, hey, come January, a lot of stuff's going to come out of this investigation. You know, maybe Bolton's people were like, hey, we haven't, like he said, this has worked out very, as, as best as it can work out. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. all expect the worst of the trial anyway. But at least it worked out now that there's more shame in not allowing witnesses. And, yeah.
2: And I, and I do think, I don't think this is over. Like, yes, Mitch McConnell won the first battle. That says we will not decide on witnesses before the articles are handed over to the Senate. But that does not mean he's got the votes. It does not mean he has enough votes to not to to deny witnesses when it comes to the actual trial. And it's very possible that during that time there was a, there was a window where you know some senators Republican senators got the pressure saying there needs to be witnesses, and that now you know there's a possibility that when that comes up, the Democrats could have enough votes to get those witnesses.
1: Hundred percent correct. It's very possible. Hundred percent correct. I agree with that a thousand percent. And the thing is the good news is the margin isn't big. Yeah. You need two. Well, well no, they no, you they need, need three. Need four. Need they four. Need four. You need four. Need four. That's they right. Sorry. Four. 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 Four, yeah. But they've got they've got um. Murkowski's been on board. I on think Murkowski, Romney, Gardner. Romney. Yeah, they've got like, they've McCross- got like Collins. Runner. I'm never going to yeah. count. Yeah. Not and, holding my and breath. And Lamar Alexander from Tennessee is retiring, right, yeah. and he's been vo- he's been all about conscience they, lately. They, so they
2: can do it. Like, this is this is a legit thing. They can get witnesses. It's possible. It is not a. It's not like yeah. we shouldn't write that off.
1: No. Yeah. Well, they do have that that thing that they presented McConnell, where they said, "All right, if we can have Bolton, but then they have to have Hunter Biden." Okay. Which let's, I'm starting to think about no, no, no. it. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's that,
0: let's stop that right there because <laughs> that argument is insane to me. Yeah. Because that's not what's on trial here. Donald Trump is on trial for trying to blackmail and gain concessions from a foreign country. To help himself politically. Agree. It has nothing to do with Hunter no. Biden. If they are so concerned that Hunter Biden did something illegal, you would think maybe the FBI or the DOJ would be investigating it. It has nothing to do with this impeachment trial other than that he is a bit player because he is yeah. Donald Trump's rival's son. Yeah, and it'd be a nice distraction for them. They go
1: on and he's not a credible like witness. You saw his interview he did, he's got problems, and but like that's not really like it has nothing, nothing like, to do with him.
0: Hunter Biden did not put a gun to Donald Trump's head and make him demand concessions from the Ukraine. Okay,
1: so i
2: i don't I don't really know how this is going to go, obviously, but I will say the one brilliant thing that Trump has done is, even though he tried and failed to get Zelensky to open up an investigation, he's managed to turn. His own impeachment into an investigation into the Bidens, right? And and it's and it's working beautifully in that sense, because obviously we don't buy any of that nonsense. But his base, all they're looking at right now with his whole impeachment is Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. Those yeah. are the real criminals. Those are the people that should be investigated, and 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 that's what he's going to say. He's like, yeah, we need we need them to testify because they were involved in this. They're like.
1: They're gonna twist this whole thing, but the thing is, I think that's fading now. That argument a little bit. I think that was strong, like in December. I really do, but I think now we're in mid-January. I think that's fading a little bit. No, you do I don't think it's fading that. among his base. Yeah. No, but I, I think
0: I it might be fading against some Republican right. senators. In the people, that's what fading.
1: that's what I mean is big though. Yeah, well, his base is gonna. You I mean yeah, they're lunatics? Can, yeah, they're they're never gonna. F- he could talk about anything tomorrow, and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. Yesterday so, they
0: cheered um, dishwashers being broken, and it it was. Wild, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. anything he says, he has yeah. a portion of the populace that will just, yeah, eat it up and then regurgitate yeah. that stuff. Is he? It's, it's like that
1: uh, Netflix show Messiah. I haven't watched that, but I assume it's kind of similar, right? Probably like, the yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think the the key thing here is going to be I think we're at a point now where Republic, the eyes are now going to be on this. I think they got like they had the 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 salami sale- thing. Oh, the Salamani. Salamani. Sorry, yeah. I keep messing his name up. The Salamani thing that actually was kind of like a wag the dog situation for a couple weeks, right? And and was all that. Mm -hmm. I think they tried to stretch that, but but you know the war didn't happen. Thankfully, right. I think because he then realized, oh shit, they're not playing because they just attacked us. Let's just do sanctions. Let's get out of this, right? Get the off ramp out. Yeah. Which he did, thankfully. Um, and now we're back on this and with the spotlight is back on this again and now we have all this information and this is the key the Bolton books coming out if they' that's the thing they there may be like we're not going to subpoena Bolton well what happens if the book comes out while the trial's
0: going on yeah information comes out yeah everyone's gonna see that and then you've got people calling up their senators if that this is assuming that Bolton's book is a truthful account and he's got some actual tea to spill here. Yeah. Um, he definitely has tears why not have him testify they know that yeah. because there's no and reason and he's just to have- greedy and yeah. wants it to come out in a book yeah. where he can make money but so it- I recommend everyone pirates the shit out of. <laughs> yeah I, I will can say can I legally say that on here <laughs> uh, allegedly uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah I don't recommend you pirate that book ever yeah. wink I mean if you say it I don't go to jail so yeah. you can say whatever you want
2: but um, I do have this one like ridiculous like in conspiracy theory that I've been having in my head that this whole Bolton thing is all just like a, a trick, and oh that
1: God. eventually this is some info
0: Wars shit right here. They
2: they get him <laughs> to like. Show up and testify
0: And he says Trump did nothing wrong
2: And yeah He just yeah. says Trump did nothing That's wrong That's
0: my biggest fear too
2: And the, and the Democrats Like oh we got Bolton We got Bolton And then he comes up And says oh yeah Everything was fine Above board No problem
1: I would agree with that But I think Dems aren't That stupid And they've gotten They have the knowledge yeah. They do I, I, I agree Because I agree. And I and it, I, the reason I knew it Is because when Trump Talked about When they talked about Bolton mm-hmm. And he goes oh well, what would he, he doesn't know What would he
0: know Like when he was Starting to be like Oh shit I knew alright Yeah Yeah and you'll notice that two people that he's not really talking shit about on Twitter, Trump that is, are Bolton and Lev Parnas. Yeah. Well,
1: he you doesn't know Lev Parnas right. Right right? Well, I've never, never met, met him.
0: Before. never <laughs> met him, despite all the photos to the contrary, <laughs> at like cigar lounges and like <laughs> private parties. oh and weddings. <laughs> like <laughs> So yeah, the other benefit of holding these articles of impeachment, Dennis you um, mentioned Lev Parnas in passing. Yesterday, we got a treasure trove of documents from him. All these handwritten notes, text messages, WhatsApp messages, and Lev Parnas, who's one of Rudy Giuliani's uh, associates, I guess we'll call him, who has been indicted, (laughs) has a lot of dirt. Yeah, It's become clear based on these text messages and documents that Donald Trump had a hand in the whole Ukraine situation. Yep. He's got these notes specifically saying this, you know, this is what the president wants. Mm -hmm. Make sure this happens. And then the shadiest part of this so far that's been released is this information that Lev Parnas was tied up with this guy Hyde who was running for Congress and some shady Ukrainian people to trail and spy on Ambassador Yovanovitch. Nuts. The U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine back then. You might remember her from the impeachment testimony where Donald Trump was live tweeting and essentially intimidating a witness. And I can't think of a bigger case of witness intimidation than (laughs) having goons follow her around in the Ukraine and report her every move. Some of these text messages are pretty disturbing. Like One of them is like, oh, she's sitting outside from across the embassy. She's got her private security. Her phone is off. Her computer is off. It's all very, very creepy. Wow. And there's some weird insinuation about taking care of it and like we just need to name a price. Type like, it's like so, mafia style what? shit. It's crazy. Go and read oh all God. of these documents. It's nuts! Oh my god! It's nuts! And and thing about and part of it.
1: I forgot about this part, but Yovanovitch was an amazing witness that day, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that scared them the most. It wasn't yeah. like she's just some woman that came up and had you know said, "Oh, no, she was credible as hell, super credible." Yeah. Even yeah. the Republicans had trouble, like you know, tarnishing yeah. her and stuff. That
0: that is very very true. Uh, so Giuliani, uh, happy to give him the worst lawyer award. Well, he mm-hmm.
1: wanted to be in the impeachment. Uh, defense too, Jeez. right?
0: Yeah, please, please, <laughs> Giuliani, become on the yeah.
1: Imagine they did that and senators read his text messages out while My he's sitting god. there. My
0: god, because Giuliani, everything he touches just like turns to dust, <laughs> uh, and everyone he surrounds himself with, and this extends to Donald Trump. Everyone he surrounds himself with is corrupt in some fashion. It's just criminals all the way down.
1: I mean, this is like this is like a mobster movie yeah, plot. That's what it's become unbelievable and the president's name is all over this by the way yep. this isn't just Giuliani acting on his own you see now on so many different versions of these documents about the president's name being brought up
0: yep so very excited to see what else is released uh from Lev Parnas his lawyer has been very adamant about yeah. talking publicly and getting cool. this out yeah. uh into the media so
1: he's got an interview with uh yeah, he's gonna be on Maddow that out that is done before
0: yeah this will come out but uh We'll see what, yeah. if that brings any new nuggets out there. Uh, but yeah, more to come. We'll take a little drink break, gentlemen. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Cheers to impeachment. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> to Nancy Pelosi being a boss. Yeah. And playing 4D chess. As one day Trump I'll make my own... I like <laughs> think I'll, he does.
1: Make my own t-shirt that says President Pelosi just for giggle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that brings us to our fake news of the week. And this week... It's going to tie back to our main topic from last week about you know the U.S. versus Iran. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the most egregious one that we've had. Well, and usually you know, we poke fun at some like stupid Twitter claims and things like that, but this is I'll genuinely dangerous. Out now, lie. This week's fake news centers around Donald Trump claiming that killing Soleimani in Iran was necessary because he was planning an imminent attack on four, not one, two, three, but four embassies. Correct. Which is a very serious allegation. I mean, it's massive terrorism. Yeah, and if true, you'd be like, holy shit, then yeah, take this guy out, the right? Fu- oh, yeah, we have to. Right? Yeah. Uh, except no one's backing that claim up.
1: Wait, it wasn't an intelligence report? No. Oh, it wasn't in the classified document briefing that Esper and the entire
0: NSC get? No, nope, because even uh, the Republicans that got to see all the data afterwards, guys like uh, Lee and uh, Rand Paul came out furious about the data that had been uh, shared with them. Classified was special data.
1: Special intelligence only that was whispered in Donald Trump. Just Trump's to Donald year? Trump. Yeah, only maybe from th- Putin, I don't know. Oh.
0: <laughs> but even um, Secretary of Defense Mark Esper, this past Sunday was on Face the Nation on CBS and had this insane exchange with Margaret Brennan.
2: Why was well, there a difference? What the
0: president said was he believed that it probably and could have been attacks against additional embassies. I shared that view. I know other members of the
2: national security team shared that view. That's why I deployed thousands of American paratroopers to the Middle East
0: to reinforce our embassy in Baghdad and other sites throughout the region. Probably and could have been. That, mm-hmm. is, that sounds more like an assessment than a specific, tangible threat with a, a decisive piece of intelligence? Well, the president didn't say there was a tangible, uh, he didn't cite a specific piece of evidence. What he said is he probably, he believed... Are you saying there wasn't been. one? I didn't see one with regard to four embassies. What I'm saying is I assure the president to that probably my expectation was they were going to go after our embassies. All right, that is just insane. So Margaret Brennan rightfully calls out the the words probably and the phrase could have been Because those are doing a lot of legwork in Esper's statement there. Um, He's really contradicting Trump entirely. He flat out says the president didn't say there was a tangible evidence. Yes, he did. He said there was an imminent threat. Yep. So what was the threat? Show us the evidence of that. And then the alternative is that Mark Esper, our secretary of defense, isn't privy to the same knowledge that Donald Trump is. That should also be worrisome, if that was true. But we all know the answer here is that Trump just lied about it outright. And Esper flat out says, I did not see that evidence with regard to four embassies. That's our secretary of defense. Yeah. And
1: it's a dangerous claim, like you said. I mean, we've had this segment for, what, 40 plus episodes now, right? And it's been things that are lighthearted, some things that are a little more egregious. This is, this is ridiculous ridiculous. Yeah. This is like warmongering right here. Absolutely. You're basically inventing something to justify something that could have created a crazy war. And what's crazy is the other day, or yesterday, when Trump had his rally and he was kind of talking about all this, and he said, well, they shot missiles at us, but then I asked them, like, did they get any of our guys? And they said no. And they, yeah. well, you know what? What if they did get some of our guys? Then what? Then you'd have to retire. And now we'd be in a situation yeah." If anything, there was inadvertent fire where, you know, poor Ukrainian airline got caught in the crossfire and people died because of that uselessly. That's kind of involved in this. For what? Four embassy attacks that were never going to happen?
0: Right. Yeah, because imminent threat, again, we've I think we've made it pretty clear in our Secretary of Defense has made it pretty clear that there was no imminent threat. And by that logic, I think killing Soleimani was going to stop those attacks. It's like killing that one person just... Made everyone just lay down their arms, like was he carrying out these attacks personally at each embassy? Like he was just gonna Hulk out, just break through the walls and (laughs) just destroy these places. It's wild.
1: We're asking this on drinking liberally. Where's the press asking that? Why didn't anyone ask Mark Esper that? They said, "Well, wait, was this a coordinated attack? Where this is like, like who was he working with?" Yeah, let's say, let's say like Soleimani's plotting this, right? And he's got a network in place of people that are attacking these embassies. If I kill Soleimani, are those people like, all right, let's not attack now. We're done because he died.
0: It's, it's like uh, every, <laughs> every movie nowadays It's like when you kill the queen All the yeah, other ones just <laughs> drop dead well, Is, he, is Soleimani was the main I, white I walker, I guess so, right? yeah Yeah, he was the, the, yeah, the, the lead white the walker, lead walker. <laughs> yeah. Once he got was, killed, everything else died He's the Night King and, uh, <laughs> I knew we'd get a Game of Thrones That's anyway. Our second Game of Thrones reference of amazing. The, uh, episode
2: we Gotta go for a trifecta here <laughs> I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go off a little, little unpopular take here Okay, yeah There's no doubt in my mind what Trump did was illegal. He conducted an act of war without Congress approval. There was no imminent threat. So it was it was an illegal attack. My No question about that. Everything you guys said was, I, I totally agree with. The one thing I'm struggling with is, not struggling, but the one thing I'm thinking though is, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and maybe it is we just got really, really lucky, but the fact of the matter is, we took out a guy who's piece of trash. Um, Iran, in response, uh, thank God, decided to do, to kind of make a show of retaliating. Right. They did not, at least at this moment, because we have no idea what may come. This, this very, very possibly can end up leading into a massive disaster. But at this moment right now, they just made a show of retaliating and they wanted to like make this show and and then walk away from this as fast as they could. Like mm-hmm. very clear, that's what they, they they wanted no part of this. They were like, We're gonna we're gonna launch these missiles and then we're gonna just like, oh, you know, don't do anything else, or we're gonna do something more. So they they've totally backed off in that sense. And then on top of that Unfortunately, a ton of people lost their lives In this airline crash But that's even put more pressure on Iran Where They got to the point now You know, for a minute there It was like, you had Iraqis And you had a lot of people protesting um, America Yeah And saying to America, get out But but, uh, Again, unfortunately This airline was shot down but now we have people in Iran protesting against the Iranian government and and, and being shot at by rubber bullets and potentially live ammo um, by the Iranian you know um, police or military or whatever. and at this moment right now, like if we just like fast forwarded 20 years and nothing else happens, at this point right now, this worked out. Like so again uh, I'm not I'm not co-signing it I'm not saying this was a right thing to do but 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 as much as we I agree that this was illegal and this should not have been done and Congress needs to be consulted before this idiot just willy-nilly decides to go and start wars so far this has been in America's favor this whole situation
0: so I I, I could not disagree with you more on that uh, I mean Try telling that to the 180 people on that airline, you know, and their families. Well taken. It's... Totally agree. That plane, you know, while not directly a result of American action, is indirect for sure. Like, there, I don't think Iran accidentally shoots down a passenger jet if they weren't on, you know, high alert tensions, you know, because of what Donald Trump had done and Mm -hmm. authorized. I... I'm not disagreeing that this is a shitty guy in Soleimani and that, yeah, there probably is American blood on his hands. But there's a lot of bad guys out there, too. And I'm like, where do we start drawing the line? Yeah. There's a lot do, of- we, do we authorize the assassination of Kim Jong un ne- next? There's American blood on a lot of people's hands. Yeah. That, so that if American we killed, blood on a lot of people in Washington, D.C.'s hands. Yeah. And that if we did that, would
1: start a war where yeah. more American blood would be. But that's the thing he's missing here. Right. Yeah, Soleimani was responsible for American blood. But by killing him, we almost killed more American soldiers. Yeah. And if those missiles had hit the right spot, it would have happened.
0: Yeah. yeah, I just uh, I can't find any way in which this ends up as a like, net positive for America. In the long run, here. Um, Yeah, it might be that we walk away from this and it's the. We end up in the best case scenario of nothing but shitty outcomes. Right. You know? Right. Um, But I can't imagine. Like, Iran has a long memory. It's not like they're not going to say, we're going to immediately attack you back. You know, they made their show of force, but. Historically, they've been pretty good at waiting. Yeah. And they have a lot of allies that aren't directly tied to the Iranian government that could use this as a justification to say, well, this is retaliation for the Soleimani attack. Now we're blowing up whatever embassy now at that point. I, yeah, I just can't think of any way to spin this as a positive for America.
2: With 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 what I said, and, and I and I I I hear what you're saying, and I, I agree with what you're saying, I and I don't take back what I said. But I but to go on the other side, you know, I, I, this is a really muddy area to, to kind of wade sure. into. But everyone out there that that may feel good that we killed Soleimani. To what you just said, you know there's a, a very long memory in in the Middle East, and it's very very possible that five years, ten years, fifteen years from now, there is some terrible terrible attack on Americans abroad or here in the in this country, and it is all because of this uh, this incident right here, and and that's something that. You know, you know Trump's not going to be around to have to deal with that, but that's something that America's gonna to have to live with
0: right that, that's my big problem with it. This is how we make more enemies by doing things like this. Like Soleimani, yes, you could consider him a terrorist, but he was also a member of the state. And when you start assassinating government officials, it's a whole new ball game and a very dangerous slope. Like, Republicans love to talk about slippery slopes on social issues. Like, what about war? And uh, just to actually, you know, we call this drinking liberally. You know where we stand on most issues here. But to give credit where credit's due to a couple of Republicans, including a couple I can't stand. But guys like Rand Paul coming out against the use of, uh, you know, war powers in this fashion. Mm -hmm. Like, I respect that. And 100% behind it because again, without congressional approval, these are illegal acts. Yeah, and I don't care if it's Obama doing it or or Trump doing it; it's illegal. Agreed, illegal.
2: No question on that. It is it is a fully illegal. We know for a fact there was no imminent threat. This was a this was a um, this was an opportunity thing they did on purpose. They said that Pompeo apparently has been ed- egg- egging Trump on to take this guy out for like months. Or something like that. There's been reports that months ago. Yeah, Pompeo's it was authorized been, seven months ago,
0: I think. Yeah, yeah. So this
2: was this was all by choice. There was no imminent threat, and they took this gamble with with American lives and Iraqi lives. Our our, our you know our partners. Our
0: yeah, partners. everyone part of that coalition. Yeah.
2: Um, and and yeah, like those bases, they are coalition soldiers. So people from the UK and all these other countries. They gambled with all the, their lives that this was going to not um, end up in a, in a complete disaster. And yep. again, we don't know if it will. So far, right now, it's been okay. But we have no idea what's coming. Yep.
1: Agree with that. Well said.
0: <laughs> all right, we're going to close out the episode then with some uplifting news. And number one I have on my list here, Virginia has passed the Equal Rights Amendment, which should make them the 38th state to do so. So awesome. Um, it's really all this does. We've touched on in a previous episode, but the Cliff Notes version is it enshrines equal protection for sex and gender into the Constitution. Pretty basic, and you would think it would already be in there, but it's not legally, so it's about time we get that written in. Um, now there's going to be a whole bunch of questions about whether We can actually ratify this as an amendment that will probably go all the way up to the Supreme Court. But you know what? We had to take this step to get there. So let's uh, keep pushing this forward, everyone. And then our last uplifting story is that the EU has unveiled a plan to spend a quarter of its entire budget fighting climate change. Whoa. Their version of like a Green New Deal. Uh, It's a trillion euro deal. That's amazing. Yeah. So I think this is a still has to pass, but just the fact that this was proposed on a scale like this, I think is a huge step in the right direction. So kudos to them and hopefully America will follow suit in some fashion once we get some adults back in the room.
2: Yeah. 2020. Let's do it.
0: All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure talking uh, politics with both of you Dennis and Yogg's, thanks for joining. Thank you, man. Awesome time as always. Always happy to have you here. Uh, For our listeners, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at drinking underscore libpod. Check out our website at www.drinkingliberallypod.com. And of course, rate and review us wherever you listen to the pod. We truly appreciate everyone that's done so already. Really helps us get to some new listeners. That's all we've got for you this week. We'll talk to you next. Cheers.